0: This episode of No Quarter is sponsored by the Underground Retrocade. You love these games, and the way you want to play them is on the original cabinets. You want to see the side art, you want to feel the controls, and you want to hear scandal on the stereo. But where can you go to play all those classic arcade games? And not even just play them, but conquer them. Where can you go to be a classic arcade warrior? Well, I'll tell you where. The Underground Retrocade, 121 West Main Street, West Dundee, Illinois.
1: Half
0: point no! 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 Half point
1: I'm Mike McGinnis,
0: and I'm Gary Vanston,
1: and you're listening to No Quarter, a podcast where we sell each other for magic beans.
0: I got four beans for you,
1: man. I'm going at a discount rate. (laughs) Beans. Actually, what we do is talk about arcade games.
0: Oh, that's much more sensible podcast. (laughs) That makes a lot more sense than this. Well, we make about we
1: uh, we make about as much money doing that as 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 we do trying to sell each other for beans. We'll work for beans. That's right.
0: We played a really good game this week. I was really high. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I forgot how good this was. Oh, me too. It's been so long since
0: I played it, and it's been so long since we've talked about a truly amazing game. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so good. I can't wait to talk about it. This game is so good.
1: So let's talk about it.
0: No, we got to talk about other people talking about us.
1: Oh, man. Like
0: feedback. All right. Fine. Uh, What did we get? I'm going to read it because that's what I do. Uh, Monty. Monty wrote in to say, oh, yeah, because Robin Williams died. That's a bummer. He wrote in to say, I spent the night. Morning, Robin Williams started off watching Popeye with the family. Then, when the family went to sleep, did way too many shots of Glenn Levitt while I played Shinobi. Why Shinobi? Because the year of Shinobi was also the year of one of my favorite films, Good Morning Vietnam. It took me back to 1987. I had, I have no idea on Robin's feelings of Sega, but he was a massive Nintendo fan. So much so that he named his daughter Zelda. You have, you have talked about Shinobi long enough. Please. Pretty please review the game. It's one of the best. Keep up the great work on the show. P.S. Tonight, I set an all-time personal record on Shinobi. I think it was the Glenlivet. I wasn't drinking that in 1987. Coke and red vines didn't yield the same performance. In fact, that's Glenlivet's um, slogan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when they advertise it, the Coke and red vines just don't measure up. All right. Measure. That's like a drinking pun there. Measure. Firing on all cylinders, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just sitting back and enjoying it. Sit back and watch the majesty of my podcasting, baby. (laughs) That's why I hired you. for beans for magic magic beans. Uh Paul Paul also wrote in to say, "Oh, wise arcade reviewer, I'm afraid you got it wrong." And when I write I'm afraid, what I'm really saying is nya nya. Anyways, you said that Quasar and Lazaria were the only two Zakaria games released in the US. That's Technically not true. Another Zakaria game released in the U.S. was Astro Wars. However, you might say it's only a technicality because it was just a bootlegged version and released in 1979 by a company called sub electro it was a different industry back then when some company would just decide to rip off another company's game and start selling cabinets love the show keep up the greatness p.s wow two p.s's in a row p.s you pronounce lazaria differently than i've ever heard it i've always heard it as laseria like pizzeria but with lasers and from now on i want all my pizzerias to have lasers you
1: know what now i want that too
0: so and how Paul, do you pronounce I'm it? A like- fan.
1: I'm a fan of anybody that tells Carrington that he's wrong.
0: <laughs> I you but do you say Lazeria or Lazeria?
1: I've never said either of those. Yeah. I think I like Lazeria better. It sounds cooler because yeah. it has laser in it. And lasers <laughs> are cool. So
0: lasers are cool.
1: If if most of the movies in the 80s are to be believed they are
0: they are absolutely to be believed watch real genius lasers are cool exactly and okay, get popcorn um, we got a bunch of stuff on facebook as well some of it old because mike hasn't been looking on facebook mike sucks <sighs> that's what my t-shirt says
1: when was the last time you went on our Facebook page? Today, because
0: you were saying you Before hadn't looked on for a while, tonight? which is why I have a bunch now. <laughs> so if you have written on Facebook and we've sort of ignored you, Facebook's like changed. It's hard to see when people post on the, the No Quarter page now. It took us a while, Mike and I, tonight, to even find where those things are anymore. Uh, Zuckerberg uh sean sean uh holly on facebook wrote hi carrington and mike i really enjoy your podcast and i've been listening since the 10 pence guys turned me on to you in march this year one thing i've got to say is how good your show notes are there's tons of them and always something there to pique my interest now please put us all out of our misery and review the game we've all been waiting for the cult japanese classic go go mr yamaguchi I don't think we are going to. Are we going to review that? Do I know
1: that game? That's, I've never heard of it. It's not on the list. Well, it's not on the list now? now, but
0: excellent on the list now. Uh, thank you for the show notes. Compliment. I do the show notes. Mike does nothing. Mike sucks. I rock. <laughs>
1: yep. Pretty much uh, how it goes around here.
0: <laughs> Mike sends me links and I have to incorporate them in. I'm Like, why are you sending me more links? Um, so, in fact, somebody wrote in. Was it? Some, there was also a post I noticed today on Facebook where somebody wrote in saying I had forgotten an important link. On the show notes, you replied to tell him, oh, sorry, I'll make sure Carrie does that. You don't tell me about it. And so that link, whatever it is, is still not in the show notes.
1: Don't listen to him. I told him he was just ignoring <laughs> you. Now he's trying to get out of it. That's what he does, folks.
0: This, this is how professional we are behind the scenes. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Peter, Peter, also on Facebook, wrote about the Pac-Man bug where you go right through ghosts. Check this video out. He gave us a link. I am i don't even want to say what the link is. It's It's. Basically, Uh Billy Mitchell playing um, Pac-Man or Ms. Pac-Man. I can't remember which. It's something worth watching. It's absolutely hilarious. So if you didn't see the link on Facebook, which I didn't, go to the show notes and check this out. It's amazing. I thought it was really good. Very, very funny. When Billy Mitchell does little things like this, it kind of endears me to him.
1: Of all the video I've seen of Billy Mitchell in the interviews and playing and stuff like that, it's, you know, one thing that that he is not is a dull interview. Mm Mm-hmm. When he when he's talking it's it's fun and interesting. Even even if he's occasionally being edited so it looks like he's putting his foot in his mouth, he still does it with class and style and we love you, Billy. Classy foot. Blassie. <laughs> um, did he write us?
0: He did not. Oh, you know what? He probably did. I think he sent us more links and you won't send them to me. Jason <laughs> wrote on Facebook to say, friends don't let friends play Springer. I'm not sure what that makes you two knuckleheads. Well, think about <laughs> it. We made each other play Springer. What do you think it makes us? He also gave us, uh, there was also a photo posted, and I guess it's of his his game room setup with a, with a main machine and a bunch of carts, and holy jealousy, Batman. I like that setup a lot, Jason. I am a jealous Batman. Big fan, I'm jealous, Batman. Uh, I also have a note here that that you're going to say stuff about stuff with fire. <laughs> My show don't just say Mike will say stuff about this stuff <laughs> with fires.
1: God, we are so professional. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, what do you got about fires, Mike? Well, I, I've last what was it? Uh, I don't know. A few weeks ago, I, I don't pay attention to our our shows <laughs> to really. Time, time means right? nothing to me. <laughs> well, when it comes to this, I just sort of talk and then let it go. Uh, I had, I had whined vociferously about not being able to search for the word for arcades that have burned down because arcade fire (laughs) just linked to that, to that band. And and someone wrote in and said, well, use Google tricks. And um, instead I just searched for arcade burned down. And uh, it looks like on July 30th, a, a a large, the the Eastbourne pier burned completely. Um, This is 140 years of history destroyed. Um, And It's on the, the link that we'll have in the show notes is to the dailymail.co.uk, but there are (laughs) many, many, many high resolution pictures of this thing slowly going up in flames. And, uh, it is, it is both impressive and very sad to see. It looks like, uh, it started out with the, uh, East Sussex fire and rescue service posting a message on its website that said we were alerted at 1513 on 30 July, 2014, to reports of a small fire believed to be in a wall paneling and a part of the pier housing arcade games. And it spread, and there's nothing left, and it's very sad.
0: Oh, that is sad. Was yeah. Arcade Fire playing there? Uh, I Did, so. Are they suspected? <laughs> I doubt it. In fact, the arsonist probably told everybody in advance about it, and everyone just thought it was a concert flyer. Sold tickets flyer. to it. This is
1: an Arcade, <laughs> arcade Fire concert. Upcoming Arcade <laughs> Fire. Oh,
0: now we understand. How terrible. Yep. I think that's all the feedback we have. I closed my Facebook tab, so that's
1: all we get. <laughs> At least you didn't hit the hang-up button this time. No.
0: I want to hang up and go watch some gamers' movies.
1: I want to hang up and play this game some more. Do you, do you like the, the
0: movies by the Dead Gentleman? Never heard of it. Awesome. They make these movies called uh, The Gamers, and now I can link to them in my awesome show notes. So they did a, a movie, a short movie, like half an hour, 45 minutes or so, many years ago, called The Gamers. And they're just about a bunch of people playing Dungeons & Dragons in uh in university and then they made a sequel called the gamers darkness rising which was awesome same characters again and then one called gamers hand of fate also awesome like if you're into sort of nerdcore movies like movies about dungeon dragons players <laughs> <and> like, honestly <laughs> you should be the games are really good and the characters are great and um i love these movies so the dead gentlemen make them and they're they sort of self-publish There's this thing called zombie orpheus and i love their films and they've had they've had um Uh, pre-orders for a while now for their next few games or next few movies rather. And they all hit like this week. So suddenly I've got a bunch of, in fact, I think they're all downloading in the background right now. So (laughs) we'll see how this game call holds up. So humans and households, which is like in the world, of the Dungeons and Dragons world of the of the gamers movies, there's a bunch of trolls, and I guess they play a role playing game called Humans and Households, where they uh-huh. play people like students and businessmen and stuff. That's what they role play as. So there's a movie about that, and a movie called Natural One, and this movie called Dark Dungeons, and I'm really excited, and I just want to get off this podcast and watch their films.
1: I'm sold. I'm going to go watch it. In fact, I'm going to go watch it right now. You just talk for a while. Pirates. Everything's better with pirates. How am I supposed to finish a module based on an adventure if we never finish the adventure? Oh, I'm also playing enough. What? No, you're not. I don't keep them focused on the story. They're just going to run around looting, killing, and wow. impregnating <laughs> my entire world. Hey, baby, wanna tune my mandolin? lightsaber! He tripped and, uh, beat himself oh, wow. to death. What? Five bucks says you're dead again. Ah, I'm gonna die! Bards suck. I seduce the priestess. I seduce the priestess. Indeed. He stumbles around in darkness with a stick is blind. But he sticks out in darkness is Lose 50
0: experience.
1: Okay, before we go on, I guess I should say a little bit more about this. The East, Eastbourne Pier.
0: <laughs> Is this like an admission? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, where was I on July 30th? Uh, it's, so the, the pier was built uh, in... Construction started in 1866 and was opened in 1870. That's how old this thing is.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. Uh, It survived in a a violent storm in 1877, which washed away a large portion of the shoreward end. Uh, So the the,
0: the shore went away, but the pier stayed. Right. During the
1: Second World War, there was an order to blow up the pier to prevent the Germans landing on it. It was spared and instead wooden decking was removed uh, from the center to thwart invaders and gun platforms were installed in the theater. Uh, in 1970, uh, an employee set fire to the pavilion, causing uh, severe damage. The remaining part of the building was converted into a nightclub. It was damaged again in 19- 1987 with a, a great storm. Um, and I guess it, like, it survived all that, but it doesn't look like it's going to – This is the upper the upper structure was 95% damaged, and they don't think it's going to be salvageable. Well, that's, so that's a real shame. That's actually a big tragedy, more than just the the arcade going up.
0: Yeah, we made fun of it
1: anyway. We did, because that's the kind of jerks that we are.
0: (laughs) This is the kind of podcast you're listening to.
1: I'm gonna beat you up, Carrington, or at least I'm gonna beat you up in this game.
0: Oh, this game is so good. Let's talk about this week's game.
1: It's Karate Champ by Data East. What? Data East? I know. Actually it's not Data East. Uh, I was playing this and I'm thinking what a great game this is and then I, I was reading I'm like oh that's why it's Technos Japan Data East just distributed this in the United States.
0: Ah uh, it makes um, a lot more sense because a game this good can't <laughs> be Data East. This game is so good. Uh,
1: this game was uh, da- um, Karate Champ was released in July of 1984. The player assumes the role of a karate or I guess carrot hay uh, competitor and fights against another player or the computer using two joysticks. Uh, the Players can execute a, a number of moves. Gameplay consists of two-dimensional uh, of a two-dimensional fight between the characters wearing a white and red gi uh, followed by various bonus rounds for it uh, for this for the successful player pattern repeats I like how itself. it's a two-dimensional
0: fight what's my motivation <laughs> I don't care Hit me. <laughs> it's, it's
1: not, sorry. Uh, this pattern repeats itself in the next more challenging rounds uh, set against new backgrounds um, so so I, it, what I've read is that this was I read I'm reading. It's probably the first it possibly is the first we think it's the first fight game. Like, yeah, Let, like proper
0: beat each other up fighting, not like right. shoot with laser. I mean, all games are sort of fighting games in that well, sense. Yeah. Um, but,
1: but this is not a, a run and gun. It's, it's not a dual joystick. Oh, forget it. Right. Game. This is a, a, a stand and fight. You don't leave the screen. There's no ladders to climb. There's no plumbers to be rescued from giant apes. Uh, you just beat each other up. And, and what what 's unique about this game, as opposed to what came later in Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and shamari showdown and games like that, is that this is not about killing your opponent this is the game is a a simulation of a karate championship so mm-hmm. or a, a karate tournament so the idea is to execute moves to score points and and you advance by um, getting i think it's what two or three points two points or, yeah two points yeah, two wins points the, the match right and and that's done by the this this dual joystick thing, which took dual me joystick. You say <laughs> <laughs> this yes, is a dual, dual joystick, joystick kicker. Dual joystick. <laughs> Quinn, are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just, you beat up your opponent before you get beaten up. There's a whole lot of fighting going on. A? Because for the most part,
0: that's not actually how this game plays. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's a very crazy. good
0: simulation mm-hmm. of a Kung Fu match because I mostly get my butt kicked.
1: Yeah. And that's what there were. Yeah. I, there were two things that I remember about karate champ. Um, one was that it was Data East, and therefore I thought it sucked. Um, I was wrong. And two was that it's very, very hard. I remember when I got this on um, – I, I first played Karate Champ on the Apple II. And
0: oh, really? Before the arcade version?
1: Well, yeah. Oh, I Because no. there was too much Satan? Well, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the And the, the protection, the the, the disc copy protection, I remember just being a beast to, to crack on it. And they, this is one of those where every time a crack would come out, they would – release they would you know stick different discs in the box that had different protections and oh um, you stinkers yeah so kind to keep mike from his free games <laughs> well and the thing was I, I didn't even like the game that much because it was really hard and at that that time i was impatient and i didn't care and the jo- the the home version at least the apple II version wasn't obviously didn't have the two joystick things so right um the control scheme was different i and it took me a while to to kind of grasp the joystick thing here but once i did man i had a really good time playing this
0: i remember playing it in the arcade i don't think i ever played the the apple II version actually um i know this as an arcade game and i didn't remember it being data east so my memory was this game is awesome and i was instead surprised to see that it was data east <laughs> i think it was the first fighting game at least the first fighting game that i played because i was thinking back i i remember yi kung fu and exploding fist or the way of the exploding fist so i looked those up but they're both from 1985 and this is 1984. In fact, there's two versions of this, both in 1984. And Street Fighter is not till 87. So this would be the first fighting game I had played. I mean, we reviewed. Uh, I remember that that vector game, uh, uh, Warrior, but that's sword fighting, right? So this is the earliest game I can remember playing where it's just open hand, try to beat up the opponent. And I had remembered this being like a fantastic game. And it's every bit as good as I remember. Like, it just from first play, I had a, had a grin on my face. This is just such mm, an incredibly yeah. fun game and such a perfect implementation of the controls. Like, the the two joysticks is a great control scheme for something like this, where you, you, you pull them in, in different directions. So if, like, left goes up, right goes down, then you do a front somersault. If they both go up, you do a back somersault. And, and, and different joystick moves will have a slightly different effect depending on whether you're far away from somebody or very close. If you're far away and you pull just pull the left joystick back, like to the left, then you just back up. But if you're really close fighting your opponent, and you pull back, it does a block. But blocking is for suckers. That's basically my whole <laughs> my whole strategy here will be blocking. I can't block. Like you don't even bother blocking. You should only attack. Do all the attacking all the time. All the attackings is the only way to survive this game. <laughs> blocking is completely for suckers.
1: Yeah, it's it's really great. And it took me, like I said, it took me a couple of minutes to figure out the joystick. There are no buttons to, to that you use during gameplay. And so there's when you're like, it's okay. You're playing Galaga and you you tap the button once. And and there's sort of a finality to it. The the button clicks and the fire, the shot goes, and then you move on to the next one. This one, I found that I would kind of jam the joystick into like, like I was pressing the button down, kind of expecting that click or whatever uh, to make the move execute. Um, And I found that, you, there's you got to be patient because when you do these things, the, the moves take a little bit to sort of complete. Mm-hmm. That's kind and of different moves of take it. longer, and the right. ones that
0: can get you more points or even get you like a full point or, or more score
1: points right. uh, will take longer to execute. And I'm like no, no lag, must kick. <laughs> and so once you understand that, then then it starts to make sense. Like. Okay, if I move the joystick and he's not doing something, then I move it somewhere else, and I, I don't understand. Didn't understand why what I was seeing on the screen wasn't matching with what I was doing. It's because I wasn't waiting for him, the the, the, the avatar, to follow the commands that it was mm-hmm. getting from the joystick. Um, it's not. It's not uh, obviously because it's older and because the processors, uh, you know, aren't the same as in the later games. The game actually moves slower, which for me was an advantage. Um and maybe maybe it gets faster in in later rounds. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that I don't know I got I got beat up a lot, but um, <laughs> I, I I really kind of appreciated the the, the little bit slower pace, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it made it feel like I could kind of get in and learn this game. And even though I was getting my, the the crap kicked out of me early on, I never felt like oh this is impossible and I'll never be able to figure out how to
0: do this. I completely agree. I a lot of later fighting games. I've never been a big fan of them. The You know, it's one joystick and roughly a thousand buttons that you have to play like Phantom of the Opera chords on to do battles. And here is just two joysticks and no buttons. And that's such a great control scheme and just is so much more fun. Um, And it's something that I really felt like I, I could begin to master. Now, clearly, I wasn't mastering it because I was getting my butt kicked, but I never felt like I was being overwhelmed by the control panel i was instead just being overwhelmed by the game and that's still fun when you're not fighting the controls and you're instead just playing the game do badly do well whatever it's it's much more fun that way so i i yeah love it love i, le- I want to talk about the uh the the point system though because it's kind of weird and it took me a while to get my head around it so like you were saying it's best basically best two out of three Heats wins the tournament, and it's each heat is to two points. But you also have a score, so there's the points where you'll say like full point or half point. Oh, and he does actually say it. There's voice in this game. The little judge guy says, which is cool. I like it. Follow the point, and um, (laughs) and he's the guy who judges you at the end, and usually judges that I lose. So when you when you strike, when you successfully hit the opponent, then you'll get either a half point or full point. And once you have two points, you win the heat. But separate from that, you're also getting like arcade points anywhere from 100 to I think 1,000 per strike depending on the type of hit you do. So you might do a, a quick punch and it's only worth 200 points. So any, any hit that lands you in arcade points anywhere from 100 to 500 points you get a half point in the tournament and any hit or kick or whatever that lands you 600 to 1000 points gets you a full point in the tournament. So technically you could win with just uh, four quick 100 point scores. So you would win a heat, get two full points in the tournament, but you'd only have 400 points. Um, whereas you could lose a tournament with a lot more points in the arcade by doing bigger strikes, but you know not making it to two points as fast. So I, for the most part, was ignoring the score, like the arcade score, until the end. And I found out what my score was. I really was just laser focused or Lazaria focused <laughs> on the uh, half point or full point or two points. Like Those are the scores that
1: really matter because that tells you whether or not you're going to go on in the game. Yeah, I cared a lot more about winning the matches than i did about running the score up and, and and i think if you concentrate just on trying to get your score up you're probably probably not going to do well in the game because in addition to all of these you got what the, the punches there's a couple of those there's a bunch of different kicks um and then there's like a foot sweep and then you can do jump kicks <laughs> sweep the, leg, the <laughs> leg i would stick that
0: every time i would do it you
1: know what actually that's exactly what i this is in my notes here I think that this was a huge missed opportunity for Data East. They could have had like a Karate Kid tie in or a mod for this game so that, like, you're fighting Johnny and creases on the side, yelling, sweep the leg, and you got a, the <laughs> other kid yelling, like, get him a buy bag, you know? <laughs> uh, I think it would have been great, you know? But, but for whatever reason, they you know they just lacked the creative vision to, to come up with something oh, like that. They lacked. Darn it. But there's also four um four addition. There's four defensive moves that obviously Carrington didn't didn't bother to master. You can- there's block and
0: yet get punched. <laughs> there's block slower and yet get kicked. Get punched harder.
1: Defensive moves, whatever. <laughs> and then there are, uh, you can somersault forward and back. Those are also counted. As, those are defensive. Those uh, are defensive part of the moves. offense.
0: <laughs> because you, get... you, you can somersault past them and then kick backwards. That is the best move ever. And usually you only yeah. get half a point. And you are hosed if you only get half a point for that. Because that's like the <laughs> coolest move right out of a film.
1: There is, but you don't get points for those. And I think that's why those are considered defensive moves. You don't get any points for the defensive moves. I don't
0: consider them Defensive. They're part of I the see. shock and awe campaign that I'm <laughs> running against. I like how the guy you're fighting, you're you're in white because you're the good guy. The guy you're fighting is in red because he's the bad guy. But he's also got these demonic red eyes. What is up with the eyes of the guy you're fighting? He's yeah. a totally a sweep the leg kind of guy. Uh,
1: very weird. Uh, we talked about. Uh, I'd mentioned the the bonus rounds, and and they definitely were creative when they came up with the idea for these. There's what there's there's board breaking and then there's like bull dodging or something like that. Yeah,
0: bull coming um, and, and <laughs> people throw flower pots at you. Will come flying in from off screen and you have to either avoid them or kick them. I'm terrible at these mini games, like just terrible at them. The bull runs me over every time. Oh, I did chop the stack of boards though and get the whole stack. And then your head gets really huge when, when you're successful. <laughs> if you if you with the one chop go all the way down the ten or twenty or however many there are, you get a whole bunch of points. But also your head gets massive because you're just you know. You're awesome. <laughs> you get a swelled head. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's only for that mini game. Once you go back and fight the next tournament, the head is back to a normal size. Because I thought it would be really fun to fight like, bo- bobble-headed from then on, <laughs> but you don't.
1: Nope, you don't. And But you can fight for a very long time. There are, I think, what, 12 rounds total, and, and each has 12 fights in it or something. like. that. Yeah, it's, it's, I didn't get that Something word. crazy like 144 fights that you can have before you reach the end of the game. Um well, I didn't get so, to very
0: far. It doesn't matter. Like this is a game that's right. fun.
1: If you could only get a yeah. couple of rounds in, whatever, it's
0: still super fun.
1: Yeah, it felt like there's a lot of depth here. You know, I mean, you could really, um, and you'll drop a lot of quarters doing this. And <laughs> thank God I wasn't in a real arcade doing this because uh, I I went through dozens and dozens of. I virtuals, frequently
0: would <laughs> die. In the first tournament, like I would yeah. often not make it. I was like, yeah. wow, that would have been a whole quarter then. Yeah. I was just going yeah. through virtual quarters playing this.
1: It's hard from, from the, from the, the very beginning, but it doesn't feel like, you know, this, it feels like you could, if you practice these moves and got better at it, you could get further in. And, and I knew I wouldn't get very far in the week that I played, but I certainly got, you know, the more I played the the further into the game I was able to get. And, it just feels like there's a lot of depth to this game. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it reminded me a lot of you keep describing Gravatar as being this really difficult game you never get far in, but it's very deep. So you keep coming back and keep playing it. And I kept thinking, this is like, like Carrington's Gravatar, only it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it, weirdly, it does feel that way because you wouldn't think a game with such relatively simple mechanics, and all it is is you're just going to fight fight, fight, fight. That's all you do. Plus these little mini games in between, but you're totally right. It feels like it has a lot more depth to it because there is quite a few different combinations of things you can do. And the guy you're fighting seems to have really good, um, um, AI. Like he's a good Mm, fighter. You can't just walk up and, and you could do things like I found different. Just like you'd get a move would seem to be working and then suddenly it's not anymore because there's so much about the timing and I think there's a bit of randomness in it. And it's super fun. And you do, like you were saying practice, you do actually get to practice at the beginning. Like the, the first stage is is you, it, I guess the game to teach you, you get a few practice moves. Because if you do suck at this game, you're going to get knocked out in the first tournament <laughs> fairly quickly. So at least by having having that practice round, you get a few points. And I think it's designed to extend the game for the beginners. <laughs> yeah. So I did that practice round a lot.
1: Yeah, it it feels like um and this may have just been my imagination. I didn't didn't do research into this part of it, but it felt like like you said the AI is very good at kind of learning what you're going to do and I I don't know if every I don't know if every one of them every one of your opponents is unique or if you, there's 10 different fighters and it rotates through them, but each one seemed to have a different reaction to what you would do, you know, yeah. so Yeah. And I found, like,
0: in the first game, I I played once, and I finally got to the point where I'm like, oh, if you just crouch down, the guy will walk up to you, you can stand up and punch, and you'll always hit him. But then I tried it the next time around, when I was back to level one, and it didn't work anymore. So it does seem to be that, I don't know, I don't know whether it's random, or they've got characters they're assigning, or their timing changes, or something. But it wasn't the case that I was able to just sort of memorize certain moves, or at least I wasn't able to memorize them and then be able to execute them. It seemed like you actually have to fight it out.
1: Yep, you have to watch what... Watch what the opponent's doing and, and react with the moves that you know and hope that you're better than the game is.
0: Often I would just sort of randomly pick a, a move. I'm like, I'm going to go down, left, and forward, right, and just see what happens. <laughs> you know, it just, and then you see. And usually what happens is I get kicked in the head and my guy's on the ground. Yes. And <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time on the ground
1: in this game. <laughs> Mizu, yep. Uh, according to System16.com, the, the Data East Museum that they have there, uh, this features a z eighty at three megahertz for the main processor and another z eighty also at three megahertz for the sound processor two a y eighty nine tens each at one point five megahertz and a, and a DAC now that's just for the single player game there's also a two player version of the game which for whatever reason everything is the same as far as the the hardware specs except that it uses an m s m fifty two o five at three hundred seventy five kilohertz instead of the Ay eighty uh, nine, uh, uh, instead of the the DAC for some reason. So. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's weird that the, it's weird that it had a sequel that came out the same year and that uses the same sprites. But I guess the difference is, like you were saying, it's the two player, it's the the player versus player version, and so that adds a lot. If you are going to get one of these cabinets, I think that's the one to get. Like I loved playing this game this week, and it's super fun to play this as a as a single player game. But I think if I was going to get one of the cabinets, I'd want to get the two-player game because this would be a super party game. They like, absolutely – because anybody could step up, learn the controls relatively quickly, and you could have a really fun two-player match.
1: Yeah, I kept thinking as I was playing this, uh, I-, I wish that, the- that we they had one of these in Kansas Fest so I could kick your butt
0: you probably would we haven't tossed <laughs> scores yet but i really wouldn't be surprised <laughs> i had a super fun playing but holy cow i have no. not mastered this game
1: i don't know i think i think we could probably run the score upon each other because we both suck so it's not like we're you know the game <laughs> that's is why a there's lot- a timer though the right. game the, the
0: design is smart in that there's a timer counting down oh and we haven't talked about that i think like you can tie in this game so um you can get to the point where the timer comes down and if one person's ahead on points if you've got one and a half and your opponent only has one you'll win but a lot of times in a tie since there's only so many scores you can have none half one one and a half or you've won so it's got to be one of the three that that are non-winning scores um if that's the case then the the judge rules it'll say he'll say, actually say judge and then a, a little fan will get held up and indicate that either white you or red bad guy wins um and what i found is that in tie it seems to go by score so We were talking about earlier how you get a half point or a full point for any hit, but you also get a score for any hit, anywhere from 100 to 1,000 points. And it's keeping a tally of your current score. So if in the case of a tie at the end of the timer counting down, whichever of you or the, the opponent has the higher arcade score for that match is the one that goes on because i kept wondering why i would always be losing and it seems to lose when i'm being all you know a total punk and just doing small quick hits <laughs> so it if for that reason it's important to try to go for the occasional
1: bigger strike um because you can get a lot more points for it now the <clears throat> the japanese version of this game is slightly different than the us version it obviously it, it has uh, japanese voices uh the storyline is apparently slightly different it says you you fight your way through uh through <laughs> terminants. <laughs> through through tournaments at various levels and you end up at the nationals. Um, and then the bonus stages are different. You kick a vase. You have to kick apples out of another man's hand and off oh. his head. And you have to jump kick off tall posts. Oh yeah. Those are totally different. Yep. Well, that would have been fun. Yeah. So um, and I'm sure, I'm sure if you're playing this on name, you just select the Japanese ROM and mm-hmm. try that out too.
0: I would um, I would want to have a cabinet that could probably swap between all three. The player versus player, the solo player, and the Japanese version. And I suspect all of these are worth having and worth playing.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I don't care. I just want one of them. I really like this game. If I were... Yeah. You know, we haven't done this in a while, but we talked about like, would you own this for your arcade? And I think if, if I were in the market to start like a little uh, home arcade and I wanted a few games, this would probably be one of the first ones I would try to find.
0: In a heartbeat, absolutely. And it doesn't even sell for that much. Exactly. It's very hard to get the, weirdly, it's the so single-player version, which was the original, is very hard to get. And I think that's partly because it didn't sell as well, partly because um, everybody wants a two-player version. So that was the one that came out later but in the same year that's the one that's super famous that everybody wants so i think that that's just been been um sort of rescued more than the original it's very hard to come by the the solo cabinet like you and you can you can immediately tell even from a distance which one is which because they're very similar looking cabinets the same basically the same art the same side art and it's a it's a you know nice looking cabinet it's a black cabinet it's only got half height at you know Call it half heart, heart at most. It's really just a big sticker on the side, and it's got a nice logo. It says a karate champion, kind of fake, fake uh, Asian lettering, and with a with a big fist on it, the guy fighting. But it's nice looking. It's good color, blue. Um, But from a distance, you can tell which is which because while they look the same, they got the same bezel art and they got the same vertical monitor, if there's just two joysticks on the cabinet, it's the solar player one. And if there's four joysticks, basically two pairs of two, then it's the player versus player version. And if you're in the market for one, it's far easier to come by the player versus player version. And yet still, it's only going to cost a few hundred dollars to get one. It's It's a relatively easy to get cab and a relatively cheap to get cab. And I think offers tons of replay gameplay. So I completely agree with you, Mike. If I was setting up a small arcade, this would be absolutely a, a go-to game I would consider
1: adding. Uh, I'm reading the uh, Wikipedia page, which is always a dangerous Lies, thing. all <laughs> lies. Uh, actually, I'm reading the one, uh, I'm reading the section about the, the player versus player edition, which they're describing as the sequel. And it looks like you can also play this, you can also play single player on that. So it's not just... Oh, it's not. Just, that's also the reason you'd want that one. Yeah, well, and what it says here is that uh, the sequel is very similar to the, the original in, in the sense that they're using the same hardware, same sprites and all that. Uh, but it says the AI is uh, greatly improved, um, which that's not good news because <laughs> it's already good enough to really? kick, kick, kick our butts. And it says the, the story is slightly different, whereas the original game starts, uh, started with the first level taking place at a dojo and all the following levels happening at a tournament stadium. PvP has the players fighting out over girls at locations around the world.
0: That's why as soon as I started playing this game, like from right away, I was like, this isn't quite the way I remembered it. Like I remembered the settings being different. I remembered fighting on a log instead, like all these things that were different. And there was always this like girl off to the side. And I kept thinking, like, did I used to be better at this game? And I'm remembering <laughs> later, later, season, like, what's going on? It must be that when I played this as a kid, I was always playing the player versus player version, even though I would frequently play it solo. So I was thinking, well, I can't have been that version I played because I usually played this game by myself. So that explains it. Ah, there you go. Mystery solved, Mike. <laughs> Mystery that's that you didn't know about has been solved.
1: That's what I'm here for. You can rest to solve, easy. solve life's mysteries for you.
0: <laughs> My tiny little mysteries. <laughs> that completely explains it though. That is the version that I've always played because the settings are very different. Like the one we've been playing this week, this the original solo game is these tournaments that take place in very formal sort of places. There's usually an audience. Like if you get up to the third or fourth level, like the big there's a big audience and
1: a it's TV a camera set, and all right. these
0: things that are And I remembered fighting like on this road basically on the side mm-hmm. of a like it was like a pier kind of like a road outside of water and fighting on top of a log and it was more those sorts of settings so very good. now we now we know now now
1: you know the rest of the story <laughs> <laughs> the, i haven't uh, see the, the rest of the game though. yeah there were there were only uh two home computer ports at let the time let me guess
0: apple II and other <laughs>
1: Well, really, that's all that matters, right? I
0: lump them in.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the other version was the Commodore 64. They were both uh, done by Berkeley Softworks. Um, they were released in, looks like, um, no date, never mind. Mid-80s. Uh, oh, there was also a, a Nintendo Entertainment System version, which was developed in-house by Data East. I'm very sorry, Nintendo fans. Uh, that was released in November of 1986 and was based on the PvP version. Rather than okay, the so it's based one. on the
0: second one, right? Yep. Which is still very similar, it
1: seems. Uh, it was later released in Japan uh, for the disk system, but never made it over to the cartridge side of the house, so it didn't show up on the family computer, the Famicom. Um, and, oh, Data East published the game both in North America and in Japan. Uh, if you watched the movie Bloodsport, if you're a fan of the muscles from Brussels, he is playing <laughs> He is playing that video game with a friend of his, uh, the two player version in that, that movie. I
0: think, um, I could be wrong because I didn't look it up, but I think it's also in um, uh, Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hmm, I didn't see I'm it sure that. I'm pretty sure, because that's the movie, I was thinking this, what I was, was going to ask you, what movie does this appear in? And you just told me a different movie than I thought. <laughs> is,
1: that, is that the scene where, where, where she turns around and spits the coke on Ed Rooney because he thinks that she's uh, Ferris Bueller? Oh, in, the, in the bar, is that what, what she's playing? Uh, it was also released for the uh, the PlayStation. Uh, I'm sorry, the PlayStation 2. Um, it showed up in 2010 uh, as a port for iOS. I think it's available for 4 oh, really? or something like that. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know how. Oh,
0: man. No, what, with two thumbs? It's a two-thumb yeah. shooter?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would do on a, on a touchscreen. Nah. But mm. No, because um, I, w- I
0: wail on the joysticks in this. This is also yeah. a game I am tough on yeah. because you feel like if you press the joystick harder, you're going to hit right. right. Yeah, you're like, come Man, on. Man, I just I was yeah. just wailing away on the joysticks while I played this one.
1: Uh, there, it uh, appeared uh, on the Wii in Japan as part of the Virtual Console arcade systems. It's uh, that was an cool. emulated, emulated version, but has been delisted as of oh. February first, twenty thirteen, and apparently is the only arcade game for the Wii currently that's ever been delisted. I don't know why. Um, and let's see, there was a lawsuit. Yeah. We talked in the past about the, the website patent arcade where they, they, t- they talk about, um, uh, court findings in, in, patent in arcade game related, um, litigation and, and patent suits. So if you go over to, if you go to that website, uh, you can read all about it, but, uh, it says, um, let's see, data East actually sued Epic's. Uh, alleging copyright infringement for the game World Karate Championship, the court, uh, the Ninth circuit court of appeals held that it was uh, that the typical purchaser of the game would not of the games would not find them substantially similar.
0: OK, And I also see that later on, like in 1993, Data East was itself sued over crappy games yeah it should be a class action no it put out a game called fighters history and capcom then sued them saying that's too similar to street fighter but mm-hmm. data east argued that well street fighter was based on karate champ dude we make <laughs> so no um so i guess data east both sued and was sued revolving this game
1: yeah uh patent arcade is definitely a good way to to waste away an afternoon if you if you're into that sort of thing there's a lot of really good uh, interesting I how many
0: times people have have sued data east <laughs> right.
1: But it's not it and it, it's not even that it's just the the findings in the actual court documents, but there's a lot of really in-depth intelligent analysis about the lawsuits by legal professionals today. Uh so very good reading.
0: Cool. I will link to both because I do the show notes, you know. <laughs> well, you
1: gotta do something around here. <laughs> All right, Carrington, I guess it's that time of the evening.
0: Haya <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what normally i put it i'm gonna have to look up my uh hold on i gotta look at my screenshots Then I actually write it down i got as far as looking at my nice round numbers uh-huh. here we go round numbers these numbers are very small <laughs> normally i i will be proud enough of my score that i i keep track and i keep it in my my <laughs> show notes um but in this case i have not oh here's a screenshot of when i did my chop my perfect chop, and I got 2,000 points for that, and my head got really large. Just <laughs> just saying. Okay, so uh, here we go. I got – I'm looking at my screenshot where on the top it says insert coin, and there's the, the bull racing by, and the, the guys are sort of <laughs> leaping beside a really funny, uh, funny um, uh, high score in this. Uh, unfortunately, I never got the high score on the machine. It starts mm-hmm. with the default 20,000-point high score. And I never, I never beat that. So I couldn't even get, I couldn't even beat the default high score. But I did. It looks like I tied the second high score. Originally, by default, it's the the name is left footprint dot right footprint. <laughs> very <laughs> strange. Very strange symbols you can put in. And it's a, again this I think two weeks in a row where I got an incredibly round number. I got eighteen thousand on the nose, and that put me in second position, even though I'm tied with the second place default. Um, but it's because I was rank of four Dan, I guess. And whereas by default, it's three Dan for the 18,000 there. So I got farther, but only the same score. So 18,000 on the nose was my score at four Dan. What about you, Mike? I hate you, character. Oh yes. Liking the hearing of that,
1: mister. So so much.
0: <laughs> and how did you do what, how many Dan's did you get?
1: What game are we playing next week? Karen? <laughs> <laughs> is my singing my singing laugh? <laughs> I uh I got thirteen thousand even.
0: Well, we both got even even. It's pretty easy to get an even sort of score on this because there's only so many points you get. But I frequently got scores that were because you can get like anywhere from a hundred points. So I'm looking through my scores. I got twelve thousand two hundred, eight thousand four hundred. So I got lots of scores that were not round numbers. But yeah, round for both of us. Yep.
1: But I won. sucks.
0: all that really matters. Well, we both (laughs) suck compared to overall champion, I'm assuming. It is. uh, Yep, we do indeed suck compared (laughs) to him. So Jack Gale of North Miami Beach, Florida, USA uh, scored a world record of 259,800 points in 1987 during the 1987 Video Game Masters Tournament but Wikipedia says citation needed. So that could be a big bag of lie, a big fat lie. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, I got 18,000. You got 13,000. He got 259. <laughs> yeah. As usual, not in the running.
1: Yeah. I, um, I don't care. I had a great time playing this game. I love it. This is one that I'll, I'll, I will keep coming back. Oh yeah. Add it this. to the favorites. Definitely playing, yeah. playing it a lot. What, um, I think what I liked also about it is it's not just about killing somebody. I mean, it's a game where where you don't um, you don't have like you don't have three lives. You fight until mm-hmm. you lose, and then the game's over.
0: And even if um, you do lose, you lose. Like I would frequently lose the very first tournament. You show up, you're in the, the dojo, you fight, you lose, and then you walk back out of the dojo with your head held low, and <laughs> a little leaf comes off the the Aww. tree; it falls <laughs> at your feet. But it shows you that, like, well, you lost. You're still walking around. This isn't a kill. This has a lot less Satan in it than your parents would have assumed.
1: I think my parents would have liked it very much, except that I'm sure that they somehow would have tied a Japanese martial art into Shinto or, or something like that. And then it would have been evil. Evil. Yes. Uh. Yep. Love the game. I like that. That you're not killing anyone. You're, nobody's killing you. The idea is to progress in the tournaments. It's all about points. It's about technique and, and learning kind of, I mean, obviously we're not really doing learning karate. Learning anything. <laughs> right. But you know, you can learn, you can practice and, and learn the, the, so if I'm ever
0: moves, on the street and somebody comes up to me and I'm just like, put my start, fists out, then I'm like, up am down. Start moving. Right. Tw- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's
1: like, then exactly.
0: Kick the head. So it'll be just like playing the game. <laughs> we two seconds in. I'm on the
1: ground. <laughs> right. I like that it was slow enough that I felt like I could learn. Old that, people that. like us. It's a fighting That's game right. for old people. Mm, yeah, it is. That I could learn the joystick combinations and that there wasn't blood everywhere because a lot of the later fighting games, you know, you just, it's just about... Tearing people to pieces, ripping heads off, and gory deaths. And, and you say you learned the fighting
0: techniques, but you
1: only got thirteen thousand points. Oh. <laughs> see, see, folks, he's really not as nice as you like to think he is. I'm really he's not. not. He's, he's I'm really not. He's a jerk. Send your hate he's, mail to Mike. <laughs> he's, he's smiling <laughs> and cheerful while he does it, but he's yeah, no.
0: So this was awesome. I completely agree. This was one of the best games we've played in our almost one hundred. I well, think so. We yeah. do something special for the hundredth episode, Mike. Oh well, we
1: were gonna talk about that. And, uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: And it looks like we're not. Why? Because Mike is weird and thinks we should celebrate. Why am I the, weird? What, What's weird
1: what, about that, Carrington? You
0: want to celebrate what? Hundred and hundred and
1: four. I know that you don't have a wife, but if you did, <laughs> would you celebrate your second wedding anniversary? On I would celebrate uh,
0: one hundred days after
1: after twenty months. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you would never see one. Two years. <laughs> two years. That's 104 episodes.
0: <sighs> so many episodes.
1: Yeah. It's just all kind of So, blurs if you'd only done
0: one episode a year, you'd still want to do a big celebration on episode two? What? I like round numbers. 100. Anyway, this is why, folks, Mike won't let us celebrate the 100th You know episodes. what? Fine. <laughs>
1: all right. Fine. We'll do it at 102. We'll compromise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a whole bunch of sense we'll review elevator action 2 on the 102nd episode you're, you'll just give it to everything i want
1: <laughs> you, you're no, here first, folks.
0: we're gonna do a big celebration for the 104 you want know almost certainly just like everything else we're gonna completely forget and 104 will come you're right go.
1: absolutely it'll be 108 and somebody will write in and it you'll just like go, oh, right. oh that's right
0: <laughs> well anyway what i do know is we will probably play another game next week <laughs>
1: Yes, the the inevitable gameplay continues. We'll have
0: sound. We can eventually play a game that has no sound and we'll just have a silent
1: sample. You know, that's really boring, actually. We were going to play a game, I forget what it was called, that had almost no sound samples and it was just terrible. Oh. We decided to play something else.
0: Yeah, that'll show us. So, what should we play next week?
1: We'll play this. So that brings us to the end of another No Quarter podcast. It was a good one. It was. Thank you for podcasting me, with me, Carrington. You are much welcome. And thank you, everyone else, for listening and contributing and, well, I was going to say giving Carrington a hard time, but you don't. No, Come you on. don't. Keep it you? up.
0: Keep up the good work, folks.
1: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: You've been listening to No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Feedback can be sent by email to no at monsterfeet.com, or you can find us on Facebook as No Quarter Podcast, and on Twitter, we are at No Quarter Show. You can also find us on both the Throwback Network and the Real Retro Junkies Network. All of these links, plus the show notes, are available at Monsterfeet.com, and like all Monsterfeet Podcasts, the original material in this episode has been released to the public domain.
1: half point.